Entrepreneur on Fire 846. What are you waiting for? Tickets to a rocket ship? Visit freepodcastcourse.com and prepare to ignite. Hiring? With ZipRecruiter, you can post to 50-plus job sites, including social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Post a free job at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Ready to add a professional ring to your business? Go to evoice.com slash fire for your special extended 60-day free trial. Fire Nation, this is a special offer for our listeners, so visit evoice.com slash fire today. What's shaking, Fire Nation? John Lee Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guests today, Dan Goldman and Jeff Schneider. Dan, Jeff. Are you prepared to ignite? Yes, sir. Let's light it up. Yeah, yeah. Dan and Jeff are the co-founders of Speak Easy Briefs, men's underwear with a secret pocket. They launched their company on Kickstarter in May of 2013 and were one of the top 30 fashion products launched on Kickstarter at the time of their funding. Guys, I've given Fire Nation just a little insight, so share more about you two personally than expound upon your biz. Sure. Thanks. Um, great to be on the show, John. We are super pumped. Huge fans of the show. This yes. is a huge honor. So hopefully we can live up to it. Um, uh, yeah, Dan and I actually go back to freshman year. We were uh, we shared a wall at USC in the dorms and have been uh, close buds ever since. Um, certainly, you know, started out more as friends than business partners. But um, after we graduated, we both ended up up in San Francisco together and and were roommates and and we're you know great friends and really wanted to um, start a business together. We shared kind of passions around crowdfunding and, um, you know, we said, let's just go for it. Like Jeff said, we were good buddies in the dorms at USC and then both ended up in San Francisco and lived together there. We were really interested in crowdfunding, particularly Kickstarter is a really interesting platform for launching our business idea. And uh, we're also passionate about e-commerce and really just getting out there and, and doing things and, and learning. I'd like to think of us both as life, lifelong learners and, uh, and naturally curious people. So what's been really nice is having that friendship where we already have that trust and we work really well together. We each have different strengths, but we also work with each other through all the inevitable problems that you run into when you first launch a business. So really the trust in the uh, chemistry is really important and has been one of our big strengths. Well, this is one of just many things I'm looking forward to talking with you two about today because partnerships are huge. Approaching it in the right way, having the right mindset going into it, all of these things really need to be weighed carefully with entrepreneurs. And then coming at it from the e-commerce side as well is so cool because, I mean, you know, we're now doing things that just 15 years ago, you know, weren't even, didn't even exist, you know, weren't even thought of. And in some cases, you know, like Kickstarter, I mean, was Kickstarter even around five years ago? I mean, it's, you know, incredibly recent to the landscape and is doing some really huge things and allowing people to create amazing businesses, you know, where beforehand, it'd be a lot more barriers involved. So I really want to talk about all this stuff. And we're going to start, though, first and foremost, with a point in your journey. And I believe, Jeff, you're, you're leading off with this. The worst entrepreneurial moment that either you've experienced or the two of you together have experienced. So this is a story, my friends. So take us right there and let us in to that little window of failure. 
Sure. Um, yeah, I, I can um, jump into that. Uh, it was actually um, a previous business that Dan and I worked on together. So Speakeasies was actually our second business attempt. And our first was a daily fantasy sports app that allows people to really, you know, people who are passionate about sports and gambling, it's a way to have um, daily um, fantasy sports games that actually allow, allow you to legally gamble. And we were fairly, you know, far along with the process and we scored um, a kind of a huge win where we got to meet one of our idols who's really a preeminent figure in both sports and kind of the gambling world. And we sat down to lunch with this guy and um, he really just kind of tore us apart and tore the idea oh. apart. And uh, it was it was a super demoralizing experience. And instead of um, using that to really ignite the fire, I think because we looked up to him so much, I mean, he had books on the subject. It's certainly a, a very respected figure and a successful business person um, because he thought that this market just didn't exist. Um, you know, we believed him. And um, in retrospect, I think, um, you know, I would have, I would have challenged us to um, and challenge really any any entrepreneur. I mean, you're going to, you're going to be told no. I mean, that's, that's the, both the cool and the hard part about creating a business. You're making something that doesn't exist and that nobody has done before. So therefore you're going to get a lot of people telling you, you know, don't do that. It's impossible, et cetera, et cetera. And you're going to just have to use that as motivation to, um, you know, do what has never been done before. And, um, and, I, and I guess the reason why it's kind of a failure is because since then, um, some other companies have done just what we were working on and, and are, I think kind of in the C round funding right now and are really killing it, seeing TV commercials about it. So, I mean, he was wrong that the market really does exist. So don't always, you know, A, uh, be careful when you meet your idols and B, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> be don't always believe experts. No, you know, a lot of times we have stars in our eyes. You know, we look up to people. They've done a lot of things. They've done a lot of great things in the world and they're continuing to do some really cool things. But the reality is that doesn't mean they have their finger on the pulse of the future. You know, nobody really does. You know, we can take educated guesses, but things are changing so quickly, Fire Nation. Things are adjusting. That is those people that pivot, you know, that come at it from a new angle with a fresh set of eyes. I mean, here you two were outside of his box that he was confined in. You know, he couldn't see outside of that box. You too could. You were seeing the future and, you know, and now that future's here. And, you know, yes, that can be demoralizing in some ways, but at the same time, you guys have went off, pivoted and done other cool things, which we're going to be talking about as well. And that's what I kind of want to talk about next, you know, is an aha moment, is an epiphany, is a light bulb that got turned on at some point in your journey. So, Dan, why don't we turn it over to you now and you kind of talk us through, you know, whichever moment is right for you, for the two of you to talk about. You know, it could be the latest and greatest. It could be something else, but make sure it's a story. Make sure you tell it, take us there and really walk us through the steps that you two took to turn that idea into success. We've had several aha moments along the way. And frankly, the our failure with taking uh, this investor's opinion too seriously was a little aha moment in and of itself because it taught us to trust our gut, trust our vision, and have faith in that it's very easy to find the reasons why things won't work. It's a lot more difficult to stay positive, stick to your vision, take in information from the outside world, but really still follow your instinct and intuition. So that was an aha moment in and of itself. But the aha moment I really want to talk about is the aha moment we had when creating our product, Speakeasy Briefs, which is underwear with a secret pocket. Uh, 
that uh, can carry anything from a hip flask to a passport to your wallet. And they're very comfortable and it's high, high quality music festival gear. So our aha moment with Speakeasy Briefs came at Coachella when Jeff and I had just come off of this experience. We were very demoralized. We still wanted to work together and start a new company and pivot like we talked about, but we, were, we weren't sure what we were going to pivot to. So we were both very excited to see the Red Hot Chili Peppers at Coachella. And what happens is you go to these music festivals and a lot of times if you want to have a drink with your friends, you're confined, confined to this little beer garden. It's not very fun. The lines are outrageously long. And it's really, would you rather get a drink with your friends or would you rather go see the concert? And so we were waiting in line for 35 minutes. It was very crowded. We weren't having a great time. And then we just said, you know what? Forget it. Let's just go see the concert. And by the time we got to the music, there was no good seats at the concert. So it really, yeah, it was just all the way devastating. Didn't feel good about it at all. And we were like, okay, this seems like an easy problem to solve. So then we started talking. Okay, well, how could we bring our own drink to this really expensive music festival and be able to drink with our friends and be able to go enjoy the music, which I think is an experience that a lot of people want to have. And so we came up with this very simple idea of, okay, we have underwear with a pocket in it. And uh, that, was, that was the first little inspiration of a very simple pain point and a very simple solution. And then that really started us on our journey through, uh, through crowdfunding. Now, I want to kind of touch upon a point here that I'm not 100% clear upon, but is the pockets in this specific circumstance in the briefs to hide it from wandering eyes or maybe a pat down? Is that the focus? That's one of the focuses. Uh, the other big pain point we were looking to address was I was traveling in Brazil and I literally had to sew pockets on the inside of my clothing. And That's it was, actually where I was going next. I'm like, this would be perfect as a place to keep you know, some really incredibly important documents. Like I have these, I, I go around with this little Steve, um, I forget his last name now, but he has like this little fanny pack that he, he sold. And you know, I'm not a big fanny pack guy, but I was like, I can't keep it in my back pocket. I mean, that's going to be gone in a second. <laughs> exactly. So there are a lot of uses for the pocket. And actually, one of the most fun things about this business is that we hear all sorts of different uses for the pocket. Some that are like <laughs> what, what are some other ones? Let's hear some cool ones. Uh, we got a really actually supportive email from a diabetic guy who said it was great for taking his insulin around, which was really interesting and yeah. we never thought of. Uh, we actually got picked up by this gun blog as like a novelty thing for carrying around this little gun. There's this great show called Archer. And one of the jokes, it's about this secret agent. And one of the jokes they always have is like an underwear gun. And so we actually got some viral coverage from a gun blog talking about how now an underwear gun could exist. Or at the very least, ammunition. I mean, you could have an <laughs> unloaded gun, you know, so it's like not a concealed weapon and then just some ammo in the little brief pocket. Yep. <laughs> I think yep. what it really comes down to is we're big fans of the pocket in general <laughs> and we're not seeing we're not seeing a whole lot of good pocket underwear out there. So we went and created it ourselves. And then whatever pain point you want to use to address that, whether that's traveling, whether that's carrying a flask, whether that's just a funny novelty gift. You know that that is open to you. So it's been uh, it's been a great little journey, and there are a lot of ways to use the uh, 
use the briefs. It sounds like there definitely are. And one thing that I kind of want to spend a little time on before we move forward here is the Kickstarter campaign. So there's a lot of Kickstarter campaigns that are launching every single day. You know, it's kind of like one of those things where people are like, hey, make me a viral video. You know, it's like, hey, make me a successful Kickstarter campaign. And, you know, I actually did a whole episode or a whole series, I should say, of podcasts about a year and a half ago called The Great Business Experiment Kickstarter, where I interviewed 10 successful Kickstarter campaigns and really tried to analyze like what worked, what doesn't work, like what makes a good Kickstarter campaign. Now, you know, it's it's hard. You can't just give a recipe, give ingredients and expect it to succeed. Otherwise, everybody be doing it and then nobody would be succeeding. But talk us through what your Kickstarter campaign looked like. And then in hindsight, like what were some things you did right and did wrong? Sure. Um, yeah, great question. Just because we put so much thought into this. Um, you know, we were, we were roommates at the time. And, um, you know, after we both had corporate jobs at the time. And so we would, you know, kind of come home from work and just do as much research as possible, analyze all the campaigns that we thought were successful, do all the reading that we could find on the subject. And, and ultimately, we came to a few conclusions. And, and really, I think first and foremost, which some people, um, which might not seem obvious, I guess, um, is that you are really responsible for driving that initial traffic to your Kickstarter page. You know, regardless of how cool or amazing or novel your product is, if you just throw it up there, to your point, John, there are literally hundreds, if not thousands of new products that go up every day. And so to, to really kind of get, you know, get out of that noise and get seen, you need to drive your own traffic to that, to that page, um, get those people, incentivize them to share it on social media. And in doing so, then you can start to get on some of the curated tabs within Kickstarter and actually tap into that enormous monthly traffic flow it's on the site. So, I mean, I think that's kind of first and foremost. And then there's, you know, there's other little things inside of there. So, and the other thing we really, we really studied is when, when you're talking about e-commerce and you're talking about creating a new product, more than anything, it's important to connect on an emotional level because you are cutting through so much noise and you need to capture people's attention for long enough that they will listen to your pitch and then get over the inertia of finding a credit card, making a purchase. So whether that's through a social cause or something that's going to make them compel them to take an action is very important. So when you're creating your video, it's very important to think about, okay, what emotion am I connecting to and who am I connecting with? And we were really mindful of that as we went through and created our advertising copy and our video. So if you could just point to the connection that you feel like you made, what would that be for you? Was it comedy? You know, was it that it just made sense? You know, like when I watched the coolest Kickstarter, I was just like, that just makes sense. Like, of course, I want a cooler that does all that stuff. And Fire Nation, just type in coolest, C-O-O-L-E-S-T Kickstarter, you'll find what I'm talking about. But like, what was it for you that really you, that you think got you to after you got that initial momentum? How to keep going? Sure, and 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 um, right before we answer that, I think to your point about the coolest or um, you know what I was just saying. So they actually um, failed their first time around. No um, kidding. They, yeah, they, so the first time he launched it in the winter, <clears throat> and he only raised like a, he raised like a hundred thousand dollars, which is still impressive, but his goal was was one fifty. And then he came back around to the identical product. I mean, he very minor change to the product. And, you know, I don't, I haven't talked to him, so I don't know for sure. But, um, you know, kind of based on my analysis, 
the reason why he was so, so successful um, is because he had that audience to redirect the second time. So he had $100,000 worth of sales where he could email those people on the day he launched and say, hey, we're doing it again. You know, it, you know, he had probably had you know, a great sales copy to him. But then all those we're people- bigger, came back badder, and, we're bigger, badder, we're making this Exactly. Happen. And so the, the Kickstarter algorithm actually really, really, the, the, the first thing that it's, you know, the main thing that it recognizes is number of conversions per day. So Whoa. it was huge- Wow, that's interesting, actually. It almost, you know, I'm not going to start going ahead and making proclamations because, you know, Kickstarter is not my thing, but it almost is like, man, like if you make a really audacious goal and you take a good swing at it and you actually do miss that goal, sometimes that can be the best thing that could ever happen to you. Yeah, exactly. So I, I've done so much research on this and helped so many other people with their Kickstarters. I can, it's easy for me to start nerding out on it. but uh, <laughs> Nerd out, that's what we're here for. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get back to your uh, question, Dan, why don't you... Yeah. So for our video, uh, my personal background, I was a stand-up comedian for three years and and passionate about comedy. So that seemed, and we have a funny product. It's a fun product. We don't take ourselves too seriously. So that was the natural emotion that we look to connect to. And while our, while our video might be a good resource for people to study if they're looking for something similar, uh, our real inspiration was the story of this company, Aura Brush which I'm not sure if you're familiar with it or not, but no. very, very interesting. This dentist started a tongue scraper company, right? So he's this dentist. He created this tongue scraper that was supposed to help with bad breath, and he couldn't get any traction for it for about uh, 13, 15 years, long time, tried to pitch it everywhere, nothing happened. And he took the idea to uh, some MBA students over at BYU, and the students created this quick-cut three and a half minute video that it had a white background. So it wasn't too distracting. Right. And it was quick cuts, three seconds, four seconds with text on the screen to keep the attention there. Right. And there were costume changes and it was legitimately funny. And the product, the, the video went viral. I think it has over 20 million views and the product just took off. It sold, I, I believe it's over one and a half million aura brushes sold now. And it's this big booming business. And it goes to how do I capture attention? How do I connect on that emotional level? How do I make it funny? How do I convey my problem in a way that will compel action? And if to anyone who's looking to create a video and start their own crowdfunding campaign, I would look at those examples Take a look at the videos that have gone viral and search for common threads. You know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You just take a look at the best practices and then try to apply them in your product and pivot in an interesting way. So let's talk right now about something that has both of you just fired up about speakeasy briefs right now. I mean, kind of bring us up to date, kind of take the stage for a second and expound. Well, I mean, I think one thing that we were both shocked, I think, about a little bit was the degree to which um, people have really come back and loved the product on a, on a kind of an unintended level. People just love the comfort of the product. And that was certainly not our intention when we made it. Um, we were very careful in picking you know, the highest quality materials wherever we could. Um, and, and we really you know, made it very you know, expen you know, expensive on our side to make and, and, and fairly expensive for consumers to buy. It was our first garment. We didn't, you know, we didn't have a long, um, you know, line of experience here, but people have just been super, super excited. So every time we get a review on our website and we get just five-star review after five-star review, people saying these are the most comfortable underwear I own. So I, so just the, the, the feeling that people came kind of maybe for a novelty, maybe for kind of a, a very specific use and then end up wearing the underwear, 
you know, every day of the week just kind of blew our minds. And, you know, we were super grateful for that. <laughs> and maybe not much else because now they have a pocket. So uh, maybe their wives aren't quite as thankful as uh, <laughs> the husbands are. But now what I really want to do is kind of take a second and, and kind of pick your entrepreneurial minds right now, because, you know, this is for Fire Nation. We've learned a lot about Kickstarter. You know, we're going to circle back to Speakeasy. But what I really want to hear now, and let's start with you, Dan. Ideally, what do the first 60 minutes of your day look like? 10-minute guided meditation. I use this great app called Headspace, and it really slows me down and allows me to collect myself. It's so easy to get caught up in the anxiety and constantly reacting to all of the things that you need to do and what's firing at you, that you're never really operating at your best. And I found meditation to be really helpful to slow my mind down and be able to be at my best. Then after the shower, I'll block out my schedule to accomplish those specific objectives. The real key is to get as specific as possible about what you want to accomplish, because it's very easy to be like, I want to drive sales. But then you end up in front of your computer and like, okay, how am I doing this? Or I want to advertise or a million other things. It's very important to be like, okay, I'm going to update this portion of our copy on our website. And then you just sit down and you do it. And then I'll have my coffee and my breakfast. Jeff. What is your biggest strength as an entrepreneur? I think probably just my curiosity. I mean, ever since childhood, I mean, my, my poor parents, I feel like, I, I, you know, looking back on it, I probably was just, you know, a continual string of questions. And, and oftentimes I didn't know the answers to it. And I think just kind of embracing curiosity in the world. So, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be about business or about your product, but just about anything. And um, I think, you know, just being curious about the way the world works and, and why this is like that and how this is like this. I think that mindset allows you to make connections and um, you know come up with ideas that that haven't been done before. So I, I would think just kind of embrace your inner child, embrace you know. I try to embrace just my my curiosity, and, and I think that's worked out well. And Dan, what's your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? Uh, I gotta say, it's staying organized. <laughs> <laughs> when you're an entrepreneur, it's so easy to fall into this loop of constantly reacting, because we're passionate about providing the best customer service as possible to our to our clients. So people are always sending emails about, you know, potentially an order shipment that didn't get there, or they would like us to create this new product. There are a million different things to balance. So if I could really improve anything, it would be getting organized, staying organized, and really just becoming as disciplined as possible to staying, staying disciplined on those processes I put in place to stay organized. So guys, we are not letting you off the hook quite yet because we're about to enter the lightning round. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. There's a lot to be said of the internet and its ability to help us connect. You can build anything from relationships to entire businesses with the click of a button. But there are times when online communication can't beat hearing someone's voice over the phone. The personal connection, the trust, and the peace of mind that comes with it is irreplaceable. That's why I use eVoice for my business. By helping me expertly manage all of my business calls, eVoice provides me with a better way to connect with clients and business partners. With a toll-free number, professional voice greeting, in a dial-by-name directory, eVoice transforms any phone into my business phone. So no matter where I am, I always have the ability to connect. Want to try it for yourself? Go to evoice.com slash fire for your special extended 60-day free trial. Fire Nation, this is a special offer for you. So visit evoice.com slash fire today. That's evoice.com slash fire. 
Are you looking to grow your team, maximize your time, and start putting systems in place that will help you run your business most efficiently? I know firsthand that growing a team isn't easy, especially when everyone's seeking out the best candidates. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 50 plus job sites, including Craigslist and social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy to use interface. With an interface that's easy to use and that tracks all of your job posts and all of your candidates, you'll be growing your team in no time. Plus, it's easy to find your best candidates because ZipRecruiter.com will automatically highlight them for you. Try ZipRecruiter to find out why they've been used by over 200,000 businesses. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Again, try ZipRecruiter for free. You must go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Jeff, Dan, welcome to the lightning rounds where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Jeff, break it down for us. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? You know, fear of the unknown, really. I mean, it's, it's kind of a scary thing to do. It's easy to get comfortable when you have, um, you know, a, a corporate job that pays well and you're good at it and you get positive feedback. And it's really scary to kind of forego that security um, and to kind of put everything on the line for an idea that, you know, might fail. A lot of ideas do fail. And, you know, you're always concerned about, you know, how you perceive yourself, how other people perceive you, maybe getting accustomed to, you know, a, a, an income of, of, you know, a corporate life or something to that effect. So, I mean, I think it's just kind of battling that fear of the unknown. And, and I think if you kind of just take a step back and think, you know, what really is the worst that could happen? And you, the worst possible scenario is really not that bad at all. You get another job. It's not that big a deal. Whereas the upside of following your passion and you know creating something that doesn't exist before is, to me at least, so much more meaningful and, and um, such a, a bigger motivation to jump out of bed in the morning than, than what I was doing before. So I, mean, I, I think that's how I overcame that fear. Dan, what is the best advice that you've ever received? That's a, that's a tough one. I've received a lot of good advice. Uh, I'd say related to business, one thing that has been particularly helpful for me, people don't care what you do. They care why you do it. And learning to really speak from the inside and follow your passions. And then everything else will kind of come together from that inner guidance. So really identifying why you're doing what you're doing and focusing less on the ancillary outcomes that might happen in the future has been really impactful for me. Jeff, share one of your personal habits that you do have that you believe contributes to your success. It's simple for me. It's just, it's as simple as uh, getting a good night's sleep and exercising. Um, I mean, that probably, you know, sounds too simple, but I mean, it really does help me to stay productive. I, not so long ago, I was kind of trying to hack my sleep or at least, you know, try to figure out everything that I could do to give myself the most rest so I could be the most productive. Um, one thing I did, I, I actually went on Amazon and, and bought blackout curtains and my room stays 100% dark at night and it, it really made a difference. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think there really is this dichotomy between mind and body. It really is just the same thing. So I mean, taking care of yourself, putting yourself first and, and just getting a little bit of exercise and a good night's sleep goes a really long way to kind of my productivity throughout the day. Simplicity is 
so huge. And in fact, I love saying that within simplicity and tasks lies their beauty. So it's just the little things that can add up to so much. And, you know, my mentor, actually, Sean Stevenson, wrote an amazing book called 21 Ways to Sleep Smarter. In reading that book, I did all of those things you're mentioning. Like I went and bought blackout curtains for my room. You know, like I make sure it's like a no screen zone after a certain hour. Like there's a lot of things you can do. And that that one night of good sleep, you know, can mean so much for that next day's productivity. And Dan, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you can share with our listeners? The most tremendous internet resource I've found, and this might not be anything too outside the box, but it's TED Talks. Uh, I've found TED Talks to be some of the most interesting, enlightening, creativity-inducing resources out there, whether it's, you know, learning about positive psychology or learning about advertising and business. So Jeff, if you can recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? I just read a book called The Art of Learning um, by Josh Waitzkin. And um, it was a great story about um, the kid who was in the book and movie searching for Bobby Fischer and really um, kind of explaining how he became the, the number one chess player in the world and then the number one martial artist in the world, and really how anyone can take themselves from, from being good to really excellent. Well, guys, let's end today on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance each, then the best way that we can connect with you and speak easy, and then we'll say goodbye. When you're out there starting your own company, there are a million reasons why you should stop going. And really, you hear, you hear it all over the place. It's passion that propels you. Focus on the processes that will make you successful in the journey to get there and stay in a positive mind frame. And that will help you get through all of the tough times that you will inevitably encounter on your journey. I'm just going to echo Dan. Exactly right. You know, you have to love you have to love what you're doing day to day because that's what it's going to be. You can't be. Um, you know, in the game, doing this journey for some result in the future, some monetary result. You got to love your day to day. You got to love who you're working with, and um, you know that makes life great. So, what about the male contingent or the female contingent of Fire Nation out there that wants to get gifts for um, their significant other? Um, what's the best way to find Speakeasy? You can find us at speakeasybriefs.com. And uh, we're going to create a special discount for Fire Nation. Uh, we're offering a uh, 15% discount on all Speakeasy products. And the discount code for that will be Fire Nation. Whoa, Fire Nation, you will be rolling and rocking in some Speakeasy briefs sooner than later, I have no doubt. Thanks, guys, for that incredible promotion. We really appreciate that. And uh, I know I'll be toting one of those around pretty soon here. And Fire Nation, just remember that you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And you have been hanging out with Jeff, Dan, and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Jeff in the search bar and their show notes page will pop right up. And guys, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. And for that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. Thank you so much for joining me today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head over to eofire.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. With 15 videos in 15 days, I'll have you podcasting like a pro. Visit freepodcastcourse.com and prepare to ignite.